Live from Cerebral Sound Studio, it is Stay Busy Podcast with your favorite tweeter, Armand Sadler. responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. I am your host, Armand Sadler. Um, I am the son of Ketsia Sadler and Kenneth Sadler. Shout out to my parents. I love them both. They're really dope. Um, and they made a really dope son. So I mean, like, it's just, we're just continuing oh. this legacy. You feel me? The bloodline, the gene pool. <laughs> the gene pool. <laughs> There's only certain they people. don't gonna, know about Only that. certain people going to catch that joke. Wow, the gene pool. Stay busy insiders. Uh, man, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling good. What's going on, everybody? My name is Nick Early. I guess we're doing son of House of Early, son of Douglas and Carol out in the West Coast, Great Covina, people. California. Uh, yeah. Phenomenal people. Shout out to them. Um, yes. So thank you uh, to all of the new listeners, the listeners who've been sticking around with us. Um, whatever platform you're listening on, how you're laying in bed, whether you're sitting in a chair, what type of socks you got on, whether you like your eggs scrambled or fried poached. however you like your st- poached is very important i always forget the poached. Listen, thank you for throwing poached. that in whether you like your steak medium rare what shampoo or conditioner you use and whether you prefer snickers or twix mm. thank you for wow. choosing to spend one. some time in your life listening to our podcast shout out to anchor our distribution platform as you know free to distribute free to record you can do it right from your phone and get some sponsored ads Shout out to my guy, Aaron Antonio, with the photography. Yeah. Um, we hope you enjoyed the Grammys. We just want to provide a point of clarification that this episode is being recorded prior to the show and the results coming out. But we will have a full debrief and analysis for you um, in in our next episode. And we will have a friend, too. So it's maybe be, so. Yeah, so we gonna but don't tell nobody. Keep it quiet. And of course, love to uh, Cerebral Sound Studio in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and John uh, for his mixing. So um, yeah, let's jump jump right into it, man. All right, we're thirsty. Yeah, what you been drinking, man? Man, so I took I took the chamomile tea, and I, I enjoyed uh-huh. that. Um, so I'm staying consistent. I'm I'm, I'm chamomile again. Chamomile again? Okay. Yeah, yeah we yeah. like we stay consistent. You stay know, busy. You know. Right. How can you stay busy if you're not staying consistent? There you go. One and the other. Consistency you know, is hand in hand. Tell me. Um, you know me, I like to change it up. I'm drinking some Yerba Mate today. Yeah. That rhymed. Yerba Mate today. Okay. Um, it's a very, very um well, it's a well known tea within like Southern uh American region, South America. Um so really, really good. It's really uh has a lot of vitamins. Polyphenols is what they say. Mm. And quote unquote on the website says practically all of the vitamins necessary to sustain life. So Drink you some Yerba Mate has, it's uh, basically like has a lot of caffeine, but it's not, it doesn't give you really the crash of like coffee and stuff like that. So it's really good. Good for this Monday morning, keeping y'all awake and whatnot. 
All right. Um, but yes, like you said, we're doing this before. <laughs> but um, shh, I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, half and half is here comes a YouTube billboard to change how it calculates top albums. So why is Billboard making this change? Uh, they're talking about it's a part of a long-term evolution of the album chart away from pure, uh, from pure sales to a consumption model. So now rather than simply tracking you at the moment you buy an album, they're now tracking how much you're consuming an album in the weeks to come. Um, so how big of a deal is YouTube in the music industry? YouTube, uh, depending on the audience, it may, be, uh, may account for up to half of the consumption of any given genre. Hip hop is very strong on YouTube. Latin music is a very strong on YouTube as well. If you're given, uh, if you're going to get a full and accurate representation of the way music is being consumed, not just at the song level, but at the full artist level, which is what the uh, album chart aims to measure, you kind of eventually need to bake YouTube into the album chart. This is what they're saying on this article. Um, so this obviously begs the question of like, so what will this require of artists visually if now YouTube is going to be a metric? into considering how people are going to chart. And we were talking about this just a little bit earlier. There's a part in the article where it goes on to discuss in the article says, quote, I can see a scenario where an artist might want to do multiple versions, official versions of a video. Just when an album is starting to flag a little on the chart, you put out a new version of a video and that gives us a, a boost of life, end mm. quote. And this might be like a new iteration. That's that's kind of new, like showing, like you said, like a video remix almost yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, this could be a new idea, kind of echoing back to like when videos way back when, I can remember like Ja Rule videos, Ashanti videos, or like Usher, like part one, part two, mm-hmm. to be continued type stuff. 50 yeah. had a video like that too, I think. Um, so this might be the new version of that or just like that coming back around again. Mm-hmm. Around again. But anyways, <laughs> no, they're waiting on that. Oh, <laughs> I'm not ready for that. Um, so anyways, uh, I think that this could be really interesting, but also could be like a can of worms at the same time. Yes. Yeah. You know what? If visuals cost a lot mm-hmm. for those who don't know, if you're an independent artist, visuals are a huge investment. Mm-hmm. Um, and even for those who are with labels and everything, it's an investment. Mm-hmm. So an industry that's, you know, making money in different ways now and always the way they're making money in this industry is always changing. I think it'd be really interesting how, uh, artists then, prioritize visuals as a mm-hmm. part of the album. But I think it might allow creatives, very creative artists to flourish yeah. because now they can put that effort towards it because it's so important into charting. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool to see. Um, Cause like no artist ever brags about their YouTube views. Like it's very rare. Like someone comes out like, Oh, but now that it's being applied to something that can ultimately help their charting, help their, their recognition, all that stuff. That's, uh, that's cool. I, I, I think it's, um, I think it is productive, but I agree that it can it can change things. Like an artist like NBA Youngboy, for example, not the most popular, like anywhere but YouTube. His YouTube numbers are crazy. He's like the number one artist on on YouTube. Um, so now we're gonna we're probably gonna see him pop up on more charts uh, just because he's got the kids on his side and the kids listen to YouTube. Um, I, I think the point you brought up about remix versions of videos that'll be interesting to see who does that. Like because it's. There, you know, there's so many creative artists and artists who are putting that effort into their visuals. So now that they see, you know, this can benefit me business wise, I'm not just doing it as a passion project for myself, but it's something that I can ultimately use to boost my album sales. I, I think we're, I think we're going to see some creative stuff. I mean, there's there's a new loophole created every day. Like people are always finding new ways to uh, to game the system. Um, so it'll just be interesting to see the direction that it goes. Back. 
Well, that was our half and half for today, y'all. Good, good half and half. Uh, so we're gonna... <laughs> I'm just playing with these drops, sorry. So we're going to jump into the employee of the week. I want to shout out my guy, Savon the Don. Savon. That's a fresh name, Savon. The Don, yeah. uh, Savon is a contributor to the Joe Budden podcast. Uh, as you all know, that is one of my favorite podcasts. Um, and he is also one third of Need to Know podcast with my guy Alex and the lovely Steph Styles. So he assists in the marketing and production of the JBP, as they call it. Um, I stopped by Need to Know back in December. Really, really go- dope time. You know, they they don't just talk music stuff, but they talk relationships. They talk culture and um, you know, it's just a different environment. So I, I really enjoy it. Um, Savon's been working hard. He's definitely helped take the podcast to new heights as they've got the Spotify deal and they, they, they were number one last year. So, you know, for him to be a part of that, um, I, th- I think he definitely deserves some flowers too. So shout out to my guy, Savon the Don. Yeah, Savon. Slide to the left. Slide to the right. Let's get it. Talk to him, Frank. So, as you all know, we are... We will still be providing some uh, Grammy edition slides, um, though the Grammys have passed by this point. Uh, so, Nick, what you adding to the slide deck this week? Bro? My slide deck, uh, amazing artist. We've been talking a little bit uh, about him the past few weeks. This is my guy, PJ Morton, featuring Tobe Ngwe. This is Practicing. Shout out to PJ. Yeah, man. I really love that one. So I picked that, that record because uh, for me, it resonated as, as an artist, you know, us doing, just do, everyone who has a creative endeavors uh, and doing it on your own time and doing it to the side of working full time or anything like that. The message of not giving up on your dreams. And I feel like oftentimes artists who are inspiring, positive, or try to give a message that means something to people, people like play that off as corny. I don't know why. Um, people want to just be sad all day, I guess, mm-hmm. or act too cool. But mm-hmm. I really love that 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 message um, in that song, and it's really it's a good beat, dope beat. It's captured me. Um, and if you listen to the song further, Toby McGuire, his verse is pretty fire too. So great song, PJ Morton. 
Um, of course, like we said, we're performing before results come out, but PJ is nominated for three best R&B album, best traditional R&B performance, um, and best R&B song. So really hoping him the best. Mm-hmm. I hope he wins. I hope you've won already, <laughs> PJ. So I love those. Uh, yeah, Practicing by PJ Morton. Armand, what you got? Yes, sir. So we got my guy, Daniel Caesar. Uh, are you okay? He's up for best R&B performance for Love Again with Brandy, but I'm going I'm to do this record, Are You Okay? Produced by both Daniel Caesar and the legendary Boy Wanda. Are you okay? Been staring at your face From across the room now You seem out of place It's a new day The people know your name They smile when they see you So Yes, that was Are You Okay, Daniel Caesar. Beautiful song, man. Beautiful record. Interesting choice. Tell me why you picked that one. I love the subtlety of it. There's, and please correct me, uh, the guitar strums, like, that's yeah. a guitar. Yeah, yeah very, guitar. very, very calm. Like, just just very, very steady. Like, no drums. It's like, that that, that song creates an aura. And I feel like his, his, his whole album, this album, like, Freudian was very... It was his introduction to the world, and then this was a sonic evolution for him. Yeah, um, and yeah, but it wasn't really a departure though from his sound. Yeah, yeah, like he he didn't take things like in a crazy direction. This album felt more instrumental to me. Yeah, um, and I I really really enjoyed that. This song actually closes out the album too, and this came at a very interesting time for Daniel. You know his comments uh, on Yes Jules and black people being mean to white people. Like you know he he released. A good album in the midst of not being the most popular person for people, and the the oh. perception of him changed the perception of the album, and mm-hmm. it sold like twenty k the first week, and everyone was making a big deal about that. And it's like you know beyond the numbers, like his 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 vocally, he's he's incredible. I I, I love Daniel Caesar's voice. Like he hasn't made any bad music to me personally, um, and this is probably my favorite record from from that album. Uh, it's it's just got very subtle beauty. Um, like I said, and yeah, he just, he floats. Um, you know, my so. favorite from that. Sweet melodies, mm. wind up your body for me. Enjoy hard too. When loving my big gun, you know me need it, need it. Yeah. Fire. But anyways. He's, he's, he's got bad. some stuff on there. I mean, if, if if you haven't listened to the album, you know, some time has passed from from the Yes Jewel stuff. You know, just just try to just try to ignore it, and you know, get you some good, get you some good R and B. 
Um, but yeah, so if you want to hear those and more tracks, hit the Stay Busy Slide Deck on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, Tidal, Linktree is in our Instagram bio and our Twitter bio. So follow us at Stay Busy Pod if you don't already and submit some slides. If they fire, they, they get played. We'll slide them onto the day. <laughs> slide us some slides. <laughs> that was, yeah. I was booing my bad joke. It's okay, bro. It's all right. You know, no one shoots 100% from the field. So, you ready for the board meeting today, man? I am, sir. Let's get into it. Uh, and the award goes to... Today, we're going to talk about award shows, whether they matter, uh, what the most important one is, various different things. Um, there's obviously with... We're in Grammy season, and there was a lot of... Um, Controversy surrounding Ari Lennox being snubbed at the Soul Train Awards and then also at the Grammys. So, um, yeah, there's obviously very good reason to discuss this. So I'm going to start with you as an artist, you know, being an indie, pursuing a higher level. Um, you know, like we, we joke all the time, like, yo, Grammys, like Grammy loading, like for you, do, do, do award shows matter? I think they do. Not from the standpoint of, I don't think any person should be ever like, they shouldn't live their life for external validation from mm-hmm. anything. But those sort of things are like marks and like check marks and like notes that you need, I would say, for like creating the best career that you can. Like, for example, if you take the analogy for basketball, like some of the best players ever never got a ring, right? Charles Barkley, for example, one of mm-hmm. the greatest players, never got a ring, but people recognized him for how great he was. But, you know, he got his accolades in other ways, all stars and other things like that. So I think awards matter, but in this lane, I think the Grammys is the finals. It's the Super Bowl. It's all of the above. Mm -hmm. And so winning one is just one of those like things where it's kind of like the instant credibility where I feel like people can't take it away from you. No matter, no matter how controversial your win might be, I think it's one of those things that you win. And we can get into that too. Cause like you talk about like the Macklemore Mm. Kendrick situation or the that was yeah. That was a, <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. But I think as you know, as an artist, but to answer your question, I think awards do matter. Um, they're not the end all, be all, though. Right. You know, like for example, Cole spoke about when he lost um, best new artist. Forget who he lost to. It was a girl, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he lost best new artist, and it was right after like the workout, and he come out, and he said he was feeling himself, and he like he's so glad he lost because that fired him up, mm-hmm. fired him up so much. And then like his next answer was, um, I think it was, his answer was four sales. 2014. Yeah. 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 So I think they matter. Yeah. I, I, I agree that they do provide that. It's, it's like an MVP award. It's, it's like a ring. It's, you know, like you could like Allen Iverson, Charles Barkley, like you said, they're phenomenal basketball players, legends, but it's always, but they don't want to ring. And, yeah, it's always that. And that doesn't make that doesn't take away from their abilities and their success, but it puts other people above them. Um, so I, I agree. I do think that they matter. I think the difficulty in them mattering is that the Grammys, for example, the committee is like it's not just hip hop fans, R and B fans, black people that are giving out the award. Exactly. There's a wide range of people. There's more music than just that too. Exactly. We have to be honest with ourselves about yeah. that. You know, like there's more music than just yeah. us, what we listen to. Exactly. And there are more and yeah, and more than just us listen to the music as well. Like they might not be as tapped into the culture and aware of people's stories and, you know, like 
personally relating to someone like Cardi B who won last year, but but they do listen. And there are projects like that that transcend our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the Grammys, I, 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 I'm sure a lot of people feel this way. They really go off of the commercial success of something. They go off of the impact of something, not just what sounds the best. I mean, there might be people on the committee that are voting based off what they think is the best, but just looking at the trends over the last couple of years, it's been the most commercially successful things that are, that are getting the award. So you look at uh, last year's rap album of the year category, Invasion of Privacy beat Swimming by Mac Miller, Victory Lap, Nipsey Hussle, Astroworld, Travis Scott, Pusha T, Daytona. Mm, colossal album. All great albums. All things that I wouldn't have been mad at winning the award. Um, but people were upset that Invasion of Privacy beat Astroworld. And, I mean, if you just look at the way the albums were rolled out, Invasion came out April 2018. Astroworld came out August 2018. Invasion had four singles. Bodak Yellow was cooking for... Almost before that, yeah, like almost a year before that, and then she had Bartier Cardi with Twenty One Savage, Drip Migos, Be Careful. Like, you know, there was already a lot of steam going into that release, and then when that dropped, and then I Like It blew up. Um, Ring with Kalani was all over the radio. Like, there go Kalani again. Yeah, Kalani. Yeah, she's she's incredible. But then Astro World had one single going into it, Butterfly Effect, successful single, but otherwise, like. It wasn't as well. It wasn't as, as much momentum. And then it dropped and it really impacted the culture and sicko mode took, took off after that. But I just feel like the timing there, like Astroworld didn't have enough time to cook and, and impact uh, music the way invasion did. Cause uh, they changed the, the time period for, about el- to say, for eligibility. You mean within the time period, it didn't have enough time to cook. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The time period for like, uh, for eligibility for that, the following award show. Um, so all of that to say, I kind of want to attend it, but, Award shows do matter. I don't let the decisions that the committees make upset me anymore just because yeah. I understand that my tastes are different. My preferences are different. There are people completely opposite of me voting and they just weigh different things. But do you feel like the Grammys is the most important award show of, of them all? For musicians? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like within your lane, yes. For directors... For actors, the Oscars, like, right. that's our stuff. You right. know what I'm saying? Like for a musician, the Grammys is your thing. So I think it, I think it's the most important for a musician. Um, and I think it's also like when you talk about like awards, like EGOTs, like collecting them all. Like I think it's the easiest to get an EGOT as a musician. You can easily get a Grammy, not easily, but you're going to get a Grammy because it's in your lane. Right. You can get an Emmy for writing music for a TV show. Same with the Oscars. Get on a soundtrack, write a song for a, a movie. And then all you got to do is write a few songs for a Broadway show and you got a Tony. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think, yeah, I think the Grammys for the musicians is the most important. Um, I think it can segue. And it's just that notoriety allows you when you say you're Grammy award winning, like people even jack the nominated, like yeah. people jack the nominated thing. Like that it's, sticks it's to your big. name forever. For, like even if you don't win, <laughs> you're, you're Grammy, Grammy nominated Nick early forever, forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so it really, really matters. Um, I think for, for a lot of artists, it's just that thing you always, it's like as a kid, when you're, you're practicing in the, in the, in the front yard, you're hooping and you're three, two, one, you're practicing what you're going to do in the NBA finals when you win. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the same, like, and the nominees, like I've done that so many times. You know, think <laughs> as a kid, like, and it goes to Nick early, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you say these things as a kid. So like, it matters yeah. we, whether we can, we can jack that. It don't matter. It matters. 
You know what I'm saying? Now, with the Grammy snubs we've seen over the years, people have been calling for the culture to have an award show that we can stand behind. And I've just, I've been scratching my head the whole time because the BET Awards exist. Now, I personally feel like they've yeah. fallen off in quality. BET been folded. From when we were younger. Yeah. So, you know, like, if you, if, if you want a BET Award, like, would you, like, how would... Would I hold it in higher weight? Yeah, like... I think there's certain things that certain artists want more mm-hmm. because they see what it is culturally. For example, great example, case in point, Ari. How she, she wanted that Soul Train joint. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel that. Soul Train is a huge, whether it's the same Soul Train that it was when it first started, Soul Train means a lot for our people, for our culture, right? Yeah. And so winning a Soul Train award, even though it's not the Grammys, uh, it's still important for the culture. And to have a Soul Train award means a lot. To have a BET award means, I, should, I think it means a lot. Mm-hmm. Your people recognizing what you've done is great. Yeah. My only thing is when I think about like, you know, having a, we should have an award show that, you know, only just for the culture. So then like, what criteria can we use? Exactly. Because when you think about the criteria, even for the Grammys and stuff like that, we talk about the overall categories. A lot of it is raising to the public's consciousness. Mm -hmm. Like how big was the record? Like that's low key. One of the main things that like they put into the criteria for judging it and like the eligibility to even be in the categories. Like how, well, did this, Turn heads. Yeah. People perk their ears up to this. Do, do people know your name type thing? And so it's one of those situations where it's always going to be a really odd balance, I think, a really fine line to try to say, like, what's important culturally, but then what's also just hot? Yeah. And what, what straddles both lines? What's straddling the line? What is, you know, within the center of the Venn diagram um, kind of connecting to both? And so I think that snubs is also a really interesting term. Yeah. Um, I think there's favorites always going in, yeah. favorites to win, and then there's underdogs that kind of like, if we if we will, for lack of a better term, feel like they stole the record. And I think we feel that with the, the Macklemore Kendrick situation because, like, yes, Macklemore songs of the year, Thrift Shop, and the other one, um, I think it was more political than anything um, that he won because um, he had that song. If I can't change, even if I try, yeah, yeah. that song was really important at the moment. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, nothing taken, not taken away from Macklemore, but there's just no way you can, of sound mind, say that that was better than Good Kid, Mad City. And I'd love to hear somebody say otherwise. Like yeah. when we come to, when it comes to rap, making a record that was all the criteria of Grammys, raising to the public's consciousness, backstreet freestyle, poetic justice, um, money trees, all these great songs. And also was so culturally important. Yep. It just seemed like the obvious choice to me. And that was, that, I think that was one where I was actually mad myself. Like, how? You know, that, that felt like a real snub because it said, not only did we play along to your criteria, but we also did that and did way more and it meant a lot to us. So, yeah. I don't know. I just kind of started flowing. No, so, no, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think... I think just where music is at an interesting place and with that, the perception of the way that people gauge music is at a very weird place. Um, I agree. Like it would be very difficult to come up with a criteria that caters to the culture, like a cultural award show. Um, I thought Ari was very justified in her feelings towards Soul Train. I think if if there's any award show that should be recognizing the masterpiece that is Shea Butter Baby, 
I would think it would be the Soul Train Awards. For a soul album. Yeah. A Neo Soul album. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, it's Neo Soul, mm-hmm. y'all. Yeah. So, you know. 100%. So, you know, and on the one hand, I, I, I do agree, you know, you shouldn't be seeking out that external validation. But I, and I'm obviously not an artist, so please feel free to correct me. But I feel like you get so invested in something, you really put your heart into it, you put your all into it, you put it out, you see the reception, like, I haven't seen much negativity towards Shea Butter Baby. Yeah. So, you know, for her, she was riding this wave and the Dreamville project and then all the big features she got, Wale, you know, all that. Like, Ari's having her her SZA moment from 2017. Yeah. Like, and Snow is having that too right now. Yeah, Snow, so. she comes up every episode. We love Snow. We love Snow. <laughs> we love you. We love you. <laughs> but um, she, she, she's, Ari's having that. Like, and there are a lot of people. I think I, I said it last episode, like that is a real contender for 2019 album of the year. Shea Butter Baby is a very real contender for 2019 album of the year. So it's, I, I feel her and I'm, I'm not mad at her for, you know, the rants and, uh, and, and, and the IG lives. Like, Me neither. I, I'm not I mad think, at that. You know, it's weird when people get annoyed with artists getting upset when they don't get the recognition exactly. that they, that they feel they deserve. Like, you know, yeah, some people are craving attention. Some people are just trying to stay relevant. But like Ari's just, just based off her personality, her, yeah. her aura, like she's not doing this for, for attention, for relevance. Like right. she, she feels how she feels. Like she's a human. I, I've said this on so many episodes. Like these artists, regardless of how successful they are, the dope music they make, they're human beings. And us human beings, like we feel slighted. Like yeah. I, I, I would cry when I would lose a kickball game when I was young. Like <laughs> yeah. I still might, I don't know. Like, <laughs> so like, like we, we all have real feelings and fame doesn't change that. Like yeah. it, it gets, it gets even harder at that point. I think it's just, I think it's really strange. Like for example, in sports, we, I'm, I'm using this who sports analogy today. Cause I think it's just, it's really flowing, but in sports, when like for example, I think of like when Braun lost to um, when they lost to the Warriors the last time, and like way before Braun just started walking over to everybody and just yeah. giving them a dap, like a real quick dap, like I'm tight, but yeah. dap here, here's your dap before we had to go because I'm not standing out here and pretending like I'm happy um, type thing. And I feel like artists are not given that same sort of fact. It's like artists have to be more graceful yeah. in like how they accept loss. Like for example, when you do like the four shot of like the stage and they show all the nominees in the smaller picture in picture, like small little uh, screens. And you see like artists when they don't win, like some artists really like, they're like yeah. smiling, <laughs> smiling and, and clapping. Yeah. When you know me, I'll be tight. <laughs> they're right. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and it's not like, and, and here's the thing. It's not about like my album was better than theirs. It's more so like, why can't artists be competitive? Yeah. Why can't artists want to win? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and it's really interesting. And I feel like people always feel like artists have to have such grace and, and accepting. And that doesn't mean you can't be a gracious, like you can't acknowledge that you're lost, yeah. but you also can't like, why can't people be mad at their loss? And I think that's what Ari was doing. I mm-hmm. think she didn't, I'm, I don't, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember her slandering the other people that Ever. won. Nope. Right. You know what I'm once. saying? Like, she was just pissed like she's a fan of Lizzo. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, this is dope, but like I wanted to win. Yeah. Who doesn't want to win? And so it's like, I don't understand why people can't let her have that. Like, yeah. She just wanted to win, guys. It's nothing I don't think it's nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. And that that competitive thing you brought up is very, very um important, I think, because the music industry has like by having charting, by having award shows, they inherently force competition on you. Literally. So like 
even if you're not trying to compete against someone, like you get nominated for something and then you lose, it's like, oh dang, like I I, I was really feeling what I it's put out. It's naturally comparative. Yeah. You're, you're thinking in a comparative context, regardless. Yeah. yeah. So like for people to be so invested in the Grammys and like who they snubbed, but then to get upset at artists for being upset when they're snubbed, it's like, wait, like I I don't know. It's it feels very uh, very inconsistent to me. Um, now on the other side of snubs, how do you feel about sweeps? We'll keep this one brief, but like, for example, there was an outcry mm-hmm. from I saw a very divided outcry when 24 karat magic swept the overall category. Yeah. People were pissed. Yeah. I saw people who were hot, yeah. like really mad. That's crazy. Cause I, I wasn't one of them. Though. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the time I, I remember like someone, I think, I think it was Lacey, Lacey from Cornell. She tweeted that she shout thought, out Lacey, shout out Lacey. Doing she, a thing in the vet school. Yes. She tweeted that she thought, uh, 24 K magic would, would win the award. I was like, no, no way. Like I, that, that was the same year coloring book came out. I knew it was going to win though. Use like there was, there were, I was like, nah, no way. And then it ended up winning. I was like, Oh, okay. And I, I like the album a lot. Like I'm, I'm a Bruno fan. And for me personally, it, it didn't do what coloring book or views did, but commercially, like commercially it's smoke. Oh, yeah. Like Bruno is, is a pop sensation. So it, it makes perfect sense. Like some people just ha- have that year where, where they sweep. Like, you know, I, I, I definitely think he was, he, he was deserving. It's not like I would say, nah, like you, you don't get that. But, um, I can see why people take issue with it though. It's like, why, why did you bring us all here to give all these awards to one person? Like, but, um, like, I think you just have to recognize the, the, the skill and then the success and, and the impact. And Bruno had that for, for the committee. Um, so I, I don't take issue with, with sweeps at all. Um, if it's, if it's your year, it's your year. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that Bruno situation was was something where like I saw it merit wise from each category. I was like, it's it could be all of these songs that it's up against. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of those situations. And I think that 24 karat magic, the song, and then also that's what I like. They were just astronomical records. Like mm-hmm. they went they were out of here from gate, like from the jump. Yeah. Like it was just out of here. Like crazy, crazy. Those songs were being played. And he has this thing of doing that. Like mm-hmm. uptown funk. 24 karat magic. Like, he has the hit formula well on his belt. So, yeah. but anyways, yeah, no, I think, I think award shows do matter. I think that they are finicky in nature. They're competitive in nature, whether you want them to be or not. And I think that y'all should let artists be competitive if they want to. And then I think there are, there are certain things that for the culture are going to upset us when we want to see those things matter. Cause like it's almost to the point is like, well, People say, well, Grammy shows, uh, awards don't matter, but we literally sit there and say, like, we want our awards to get that recognition. Or we want our, the things that we think are culturally relevant to get that recognition on a larger scale mm-hmm. because we see that it has an impact. It does matter. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think award shows are very interesting, but I'm excited to go to my award shows yeah. in yeah, the future. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's a very subjective game. So you can't take, can't let, not getting a Grammy make you think you're trash and you can't let someone not having a Grammy automatically deem them, you know, like, nah, this, this artist just isn't that, you know? So yeah, definitely, definitely a, um, a good, good discussion. We're going to get into this bulletin board February 23rd at terminal five. Trippy red will be performing tap in March 19th. Sony hall, Yazin Bay, a legend. Yes. Need that tap in. We saw him at roots picnic. Uh, 2019 in June. That was dope. Him and Black Thought just literally on stage for like an hour freestyle. It was it was crazy. 
Elsewhere, uh, February 11th, YBN Corday, Grammy nominated. See, this is dating Naomi Osaka. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's he's a winner. He's he's cooking. <laughs> Shout out to Karim. Karim played bass on Thanksgiving on that record. Yeah, Karim Hutton. And he's he's Grammy nominated Karim for Listen, uh, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to him. Um so yeah, that's uh that's another episode of Stay Busy with the Busy Boys, Busy Gang. Uh you know the vibes. Stay safe. Stay humble. Stay busy. Who got the best podcast in the city? Y'all my Nick Gurley with the flex, stay busy. Topic after topic, conversation, stay litty. Keep it witty, no witty, stay out jiggy, get gritty, stay with Six lines, busy, get involved. All you little other podcasters getting close, get lost like trying to go crawl, fur. I'm trying to run a cover like moss, burn. Stay busy, nigga, arm dedicated. Cornell grass, so you know they educated. Killing every episode, I know the haters hate it, but they love it on the low, it's confused admiration. We live right now, Ray J on the line with it. This podcast straight up, Trevor Scott Lynn. The shortest son of episode I might hit, but I left the arm rad once I watched it. You know the boy clean, I ain't washed up. Levels crew with me, get involved, bro. My guys know the music, they are not slow. So get situated with this hot show. You know we stay busy. 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 No, we stay busy. No, we stay busy. No, stay busy. No, we stay busy.